0: Get, get ready to turn that shit off and to t- t- turn this shit up. R- R- Rap Games the Podcast is now live. live with, with, with real convos and real insights t- t- touching bases with who and what you love to stream. With Man Man Grind Hard and D- D- DJ Young Sean. Young Sean.
1: Young Sean. Yo. Yo. DJ right. young shine the Street Source. Yes, sir.
2: And we got Man Man hard, checking in again with another episode of Rap Games, the podcast.
1: Man, episode four.
2: Hey, it's, Episode is a long time coming for episode four, bro, but you know, life happens.
1: Niggas get busy, you feel me? Niggas got shit to do. Priorities, you feel me? Bills.
2: We had to make this episode right here
1: a priority, hands
2: down. We talked about this episode like way before... It even, uh, we even started planning for it because I knew for a fact, like, when we said we were doing the podcast, I had to have this individual on the podcast.
1: going to introduce the, uh, the special guest for the day, man.
2: Man, we got my OG in this 2 ain't what I ain't, well, ain't going to say 2K because I feel like I don't want to limit uh, the knowledge that I got from this individual. So I don't want to just put it on 2K. But since I've been on, in this internet space, I can say... Big homie really been one of my OGs. You got K-Spade, the motherfucking prospect, man. Right?
0: Yes, sir. The one and only. What's good, fam?
2: Man, K-Spade, how, how, how you going, man?
0: I can't complain, bro. You know how it go. Don't nobody want to hear that anyway. So, I'm here. I'm getting
2: it. Man, I ain't going to lie. I got so many quits for you,
0: K-Spade. Like, I'm ready, man. I ain't going to lie. I'm excited to be here, bro.
2: Straight up. So, let's start Let's start from the beginning. Let's take it all the way back to the beginning. The beginning of the YouTube saga, man. How, how you get started on the YouTube? Because I don't think I never asked you like. Like, how you got started and, like, where you even got the motivation to even do YouTube from?
0: Uh, it's crazy because, I mean, gaming was always my thing anyway. So I, I always gamed. Gaming was always my, like, release. Like, I was never a big club person or whatever. I used to get on the gaming and try to kill. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, whoever I was facing in that moment, I wasn't thinking about what bills needed to be paid or, you know, what was good in life or what was bad in life it just took me away so i always use gaming as my escape uh but what's crazy is you know you mentioned 2k and 2k eventually is the thing that took me to the next level but that really wasn't my that wasn't the first thing like i really thought i was going to be a cod 2k per i mean a a cod youtuber and uh back then man i used to watch this cat named hutch he was a, a sniper and i know i'm going way back in the archive but it was two dudes a guy named hutch and another guy named c manners and i used to watch these dudes man and this shit the stuff they used to do was just legendary i ain't even asked but surely like i'm i'm clear to just speak how i speak like we can cuss right
2: no run it run it it's right okay
0: yeah so i mean the shit they were doing for that time was unheard of it was legendary shit and um you know i i bought the stuff i remember telling my lady like yo yeah, i'm finna cop this HD PVR like you could tell I'm dating this era because this that is, is so before Elgato, yeah, and all that shit. I'm like I'm finna get this HD PVR and I'm finna restart. I'm finna start recording these gameplays and putting this shit on YouTube. And uh, I was just doing some COD shit and the only other thing that I was playing at the time was NBA 2K11, uh crew mode. And because those were the only two games I was playing, I would throw them both up and I could not understand why that COD shit went catching traction. And I'm like, damn, I'm going crazy. Like, I'm looking at the gameplays. You know, I'm thinking I'm going crazy. And I'm like, this shit not catching traction. And uh, a homeboy of mine was like, I didn't even ask him to do it. He was like, bro, I jumped on YouTube and I searched for COD videos. And I found this many. And I searched for 2K crew mode videos. And I found, like, a handful of. And I understand supply and demand. And I made a pivot at that point. I was like, okay, it's a big-ass ocean of COD people out there. But it was a smaller pun of 2k people and i just made a pivot and i just made my focus 2k and and the rest was history
2: so at that point once you searched youtube and saw that like it wasn't really um uh, what i say like an audience for the two well i ain't gonna say not an audience but it wasn't really no videos in terms of like the 2k crew you knew then that like yeah, this one off feel the attack
0: yeah i mean and to be completely honest i was basing that on two things because the views was there. So I mean, I'm starting out. So I'm I'm getting thirty to fifty views on a COD video and I'm getting two, three hundred views on this two K shit. I ain't getting no views, but I mean, when you compare the two, I'm like, why is this two K shit so sticky and the COD shit not working? Because to me, I'm putting up crazy videos in COD. And it's just it was just way too much competition out there. It was so much harder to be found there that I was like, all right, bet. I mean, you know. the the demand is here. I got 300 people that want to see this 2K shit and I only got 50 people that want to see COD. I'm going to go with a 300. Did
2: you have a goal in mind, like an end goal with
0: how far you wanted to go with gaming or it was just something you just was just messing with? I mean, I had a goal. And to be completely honest, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but I think my goal to a certain extent was kind of my, my detriment because at the time, 100K on YouTube was doing it. And like, I'm... I mean, I'm super new in this shit. And I'm like, I'm going to hit 100K. And I got folks saying like, oh, you know, even my homies that's been fucking with me forever, they like, I don't know, man. Like, you going to get no 100K. I'm like, nah, I'm going to get 100K on this shit. I mean, and I, I looking back, I kind of regret that I didn't dream bigger, but I couldn't see bigger. Because it wasn't nobody with no million subscribers and shit. I mean, this 2010. When wasn't nobody. I mean, not in the gaming space like that. It wasn't nobody rocking like that. I mean, even back then, Chris Moore, who was the the big guy, the 2K guy, he didn't have no million. So, I mean, 100K was, to me, that was out of the, the stratosphere. So, I was like, I'm going to hit 100K. And, um, you know, I just kept going. And and it was also around that time I, I got discovered by Machinima. This is back when Machinima was still somebody with well, that name carried weight. If you told somebody, hey, I'm partnering with Machinima, that shit meant something.
2: Explain what Machinima is before you, before you get into it for the ones that don't know what Machinima was like. There wasn't in the social media space back in the day. Cause
0: yeah, there was major. It was major, man. Machinima was um, they were a network. But before, like, before I even understood what a network was, the way I perceived machinima, they was a they was like a, a talent agency. That's the way I saw it. And they been and got the best YouTubers. So when you saw uh Hutch, C Nanas, Chris Moo, all these people was partnering with machinima so at the start of the video you'll see that big red as m and back then in that time when you saw that m that shit meant greatness uh when ksi got discovered he got scooped up by machinima so all of these people you know the best in the gaming space at that time they were signed to machinima
2: it's a flex that's a flex i just wanted i ain't mean
0: to cut you off. back then that shit was it for real for real.
2: so you got picked up by machinima so this yeah. around this let's see so started you started around 2010 how long did it take for you to get picked up by Machinima once you started
0: the 2K content? I wanna say, um, I wanna say maybe a year. To be completely honest, I know, I don't remember how long it was, but I know I got discovered by them before um, 2K12 came out. Because what happened was when 2K12 came out, they took crew mode out. And I remember kind of feeling like, oh shit, like what am I gonna do? Because I built a whole channel on a mode that they just took out of the game. And, um, you know, I I had the sponsorship. I got partnered with these guys. And that's when, again, I had to make like a bit of a pivot. And that's when I started making like my career content.
2: When 2K took Crew out of their game, right, in my honest opinion, and I know this jumping ahead like in the timeline, like what you was doing with with the Crew mode, to me personally, bro, that was was what the league was before there was a 2K league. And it, I think everybody that watched it, like watched it and kept up with uh NBA 2K at the time,
0: they knew that. Yeah, I even had conversations with them like after that mode was removed. Um you know, obviously I couldn't stop making content, so you do what the best content creators do and, and you reinvent yourself. I started doing the my career shit, but because I was starting to to build and you know, my my name was getting out there, I started getting invited to uh, 2Ks, whatever they call it, like Community Day. So when they first started, the very first one, when they started doing that thing, that was Chris Move, me, iPod, King, Carter, you know, that that original group. And um, I was telling the devs, I was like, this, this shit got... Back then, it was just considered esports. I was like, this shit really got esports potential. I was telling them this in 2011, 2012. I was like, this shit really got esports potential. And... I feel like y'all alienating a big part of your gaming space by taking it out. And even back then, I'm having conversations with, uh, you know, Running 2K and other members of the team just saying, like, the numbers aren't there. When we look at the numbers, like, Park, people, like, park over this. And I'm like, I'm telling you, y'all throwing, like, you throw everything at park. All the events was park. All the cool shit was park. All the, you know, the dope shit you could do was park. And I was like, I feel like if you brought that mode back and you allow people to Peacock, you know, show off their achievements and do all that shit in this mode. I think this mode takes over. And um, you know, I, I kind of led that whole thing on on YouTube. I started to do my my career shit, but I continue to just lead the whole bring back crew mode revolution. And I, you know, that that I end up kind of being the face of that thing, trying to bring that mode back.
2: Hey Sean. I know this might be off topic a little bit.
1: What's up?
2: But Do you you hear what this man saying right now, bro? The first, the first dog, the first two K community.
1: Like I ain't gonna lie, y'all put me on some shit because I'm young. You feel me? Like around that time, I was a real young nigga, just getting into two K, fucking around, loving, you know, loving the shit. I ain't gonna lie. I'll just enjoy the conversation, just continue the conversation for real (laughs) talk.
2: Bro, I feel like we got in late because. We didn't know what this shit could be. We were just playing the game. Even when I first saw 2K, we were just playing the game. I never knew I could talk to the people that, you know, up and like later on into it or whatnot. I never knew YouTube was even a thing at this point. For real, for real. But once I did, though, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, picked up by Machinima, get invited to the first 2K uh, community. What was it like?
0: It was cool as shit, man. Uh, you know, meeting the devs, meeting some of these other YouTubers because you know of these people. And you know, I ain't gotta tell y'all, YouTube fake as shit. So like other content creators, they they fuck with you, but they fuck with you from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Because it's also very competitive. So people they say they fuck with you, but they really don't. So that put us all in the same spot, uh kinda, you know, because you know, that West that Mood moved different. So like they set it up where like I think if the if the community day was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I think Smooth might have been like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So they had it set up where like when we was getting there, he was leaving. You know. Wait. But um, oh yeah, yeah, he moved different, bro. This nigga had his own community day for two K. Like he moved different, bro. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever. I mean, I, my homies know, but I've never really said this on a on a public forum, but. When I first came into YouTube, when I started meeting other uh, 2K content creators, you know, the message they tried to push on me was like, hey, Smooth think he better than everybody. He don't fuck with people. So without even knowing this, man, it had my mentality like, oh, well, fuck dude. But the more I got in this game and the more I learned, the more I earned the respect for this dude because he just moved proper. Like when I look back, he moved proper. He moved right. He He didn't let people in his circle. Because there was no need to. He was the father of this shit. He started this shit. So he, it was never a situation where he could benefit off. It was never a situation where it could be a true partnership. Any relationship was going to be him boosting the shit out of you. Yeah. And he knew that. And he understood that. So he just moved different. He always did. Man, that's that's, that's dope. So you you actually met Chris Move? Yeah, I've met Smooth on, on multiple occasions. But on that very first event, we didn't a couple of the guys actually got in trouble by some of the 2K folks because they made a video of them like running around, like where smooth, like looking for him, like made like a little comical video running around the hotel and shit. Like, is he over here? Like where could smooth, where could smooth. And like the 2K folks was like, Hey, like kill it. Oh, that shit finna get you sent home. Like they, they knew like this was our guy. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if you talking about this is way, I feel like this is before we understood the impact of analytics They knew Smooth was that guy, and they was like, "No, like, cut this shit out, or we'll send you home."
2: Man, Smooth, Chris Smooth back then was like a unicorn. Like everybody knew he existed or whatnot, but like seeing him or something like that, I don't know. It it was it was like he was one of them YouTubers that kept that real mystic vibe. Like only pop out when necessary. Ain't gonna do too much. Get the job done. Run his numbers up and get out the way.
0: Yeah, man, he was a genius. I mean, still is. I, I look at him as uh, I just got a tremendous amount of respect for him, man. Like, you know, coming in, like I said, it's a competitive space, and because he was so dominant in my early videos before I even knew who dude was. Because remember, I didn't, I didn't know about the two K content creators. I only knew the COD people. Mm-hmm. So. For me to start doing content, this man already had like an army. So I would just upload a video and people would jump in my comment section and say, this guy want to be Chris Move. And I would be like, who the fuck is? Like, I don't even know who the fuck y'all talking about. Like, who is Buddy? So without even knowing him, it made me, you know, like put up this defense to just be like, I don't even know who dude is. Like, fuck dude. And then because I was playing um, Crew Mode and he was playing my career, you know, it made me Talk that shit and be like, yeah, yeah that yeah, man playing yeah, yeah. the computer. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I ever run into him out here, he getting buckets. Like I was, I was talking my shit early. But then, like, like I said, I had to look back and be like, nah, I get it. Like, I understand why he moved like he moved. Even when it came to, you know, when he would play uh online modes, he he moved smart because he either gotta go crazy or he a video for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he really was just in a situation where he had to move smart, and I understand it now. So this 2K wise, right? If we if we talking 2K time frame? This what? 2K
2: 13, 14.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yep. this is 13, 14. That run.
2: Quick story time. How I met K Spade? Well, found out about K Spade was it was 2K 15, and this if I'm being completely honest, the only time I ever clout chased on YouTube was this man. And when I did that shit, I got humble because I'm like, bro, that shit was really lame because dude, cool as fuck. But it was that same mindset. Oh, I'm about to find this nigga in the park and it's up. Like, Facts. if I get this video and I put this shit up, oh, it's over with. Facts. It's over with. Bro, we chased you around the park probably two hours before you even noticed we was even trying to play you.
0: I remember them days, bro. I remember them days.
2: But it was it was humbling though because like, I instantly knew then, and mind you, this two K fifteen. That there wasn't a way to go, like in terms of like YouTube space, or like you can't do the enemy route. Like it's just not, it's just not gonna work. I felt like it wasn't gonna work. Like there were, it was, it was people that came up doing it that way, but I just felt like the whole clout chasing, like it it just wasn't gonna work if I was trying to build like a two K audience.
0: So yeah, I mean, like you said, people people have taken that route. You know, it's just. You know, you have to make a decision early on who you want to be. You have to stick to it. You know, you can't. The toughest thing about content creation is no matter what type of content you create, somebody not going to fuck with it. And you got to be okay with it, because if you got people that do fuck with it, if you start trying to change to appease those that don't fuck with it, you're going to probably lose the ones that do so. Like. If, I feel like if you come in on that negative vibe, just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm challenging everybody, I'm this guy. You're going to get some people that really fuck with that type of content, but you're going to kind of alienate yourself. And even though most of these guys is faking when they saying they fucking with you, the real ones that really would fuck with you, you're going to push them away too. So you you will have to stand on it. Like if you start it like that and you really want to go that path, it, it's going to be, a, you know, it's just a, a tougher path, I think.
2: So we got Machinima. We get 2K Community Day. After the 2K community days, where where did you take your content from there?
0: I I think it was an eye opening experience for me. I tease people a lot and say that, like fanatics of any different genre, they learn about the thing that they're a fan of. Like, if you talk to people who car people, man, they'll tell you, like, nah, man, the, the Gen 6 vet versus the Gen 7 vet, the engine changed, you know, they know all about that shit. Fashion dudes can tell you, like, I know they brought these joints back, but that shit used to be leather and there's Nubuck or that used to be infrared Now it's Pantone red. They know that shit. But gamers, to me, they the least educated fan group of the thing that they love. They don't they don't take the time to research like how things are made or done. And this also included me at the time. So because I, I got an opportunity that a lot of people didn't get a chance to get when I was going to 2k and meeting these devs and having these conversations with these devs it was eye-opening so the rhetoric on my channel changed I, I changed the way I was talking and people was like oh man you don't went to 2k and sold out and I was like or I went to 2k and got enlightened the shit I thought I knew I didn't know so it just changed the way I saw things and in a way it, it kind of, in one way, it kind of hurt me because a lot of folks was like, man, this Joker done sold out, man. Like, you know, he went from saying 2K got to tighten this shit up to let's get 2K one more year to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it made people be like, damn, he sold out. But what it did was it got me other opportunities. So now um, in this program that EA used to have called Game Changers. So now I'm being flown to EA I'm playing Madden early. I'm giving feedback on Madden. I'm playing NBA Live early. I'm giving feedback on that. My first time out of the country, I got sent to Vancouver to play UFC early. I'm giving feedback on that. So I'm still working with 2K. Obviously, I'm signing NDAs. I can't go in one company and talk about what the other one doing. But I'm all over the place. They they sending me everywhere. And I'm just playing games. I'm giving feedback. And I'm like, I must be doing something right because they keep sending me around so this feedback I'm giving is valuable now how can I flip this shit to be more than a free trip
2: okay this is a question that I always wanted to ask right mm-hmm. so when I came into YouTube I always knew that my persona was going to be raw uncut not give a fuck like and yep. no matter what doors it closed I ain't give a fuck like I was going to keep it real like and that hurt like a lot when you came into YouTube, even when I first saw your channel, I'm like, bro, dude, shit, professional as hell, and the beats is hard. You feel me? Like the beats is crazy on this channel. Yeah, but yeah, he's super professional. Like when you first started, where did that come
0: from? But it's crazy because I I didn't. At some point when I started, I started on a similar path that you did. Like I was super raw and uncut. I actually, man and I probably shouldn't even be telling this story. I had to go back and delete some videos because I had a homie that hit me up and be like, man, I found one of your old videos, man, you ought to hear how you talking in this bitch. And he was telling me some of the shit I was saying. I was like, bro, send me the name of that bitch. Let me kill it now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Bro, that shit get me canceled in 2023. Like, let me kill this shit today. But I started like really raw. And at some point, like, I felt like I needed to because the person I kept getting compared to was Chris Move. And he was the clean cut, you know, professional guy that I saw, you know what I'm saying? As like, he was the professional dude. And I was like, okay, people keep saying I'm trying to be him. So I'm going to go the other way, you know? And, and I did that for a while. But then as I started to get more opportunities, I cleaned it up a bit. I still didn't want to go, like, it's still, it's cussing in my videos. You know, I'm still cussing in my videos and shit, but... I didn't go too crazy. Like maybe I will say shit, but maybe I wouldn't say fuck. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like I understood. I I kind of learned and understood where that line was at, and I just operated around that line.
2: So what what time frame uh, the game changer
0: start this around? I want to say this is this is 2014 2015. So when four oh, years shit, you are already
2: through up by the companies that you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I mean it. It was just. A combination. I mean, I want to give myself some credit and say that you know I was good at what I what I did, and I was an entertaining guy. I was never the guy who I was never bad on the sticks, but my content wasn't like you come here to see the best player in the world. Like that wasn't the approach I took, and that was another thing I think helped me to play a squad-based game. I don't think anybody approached it the way I approached it. So even when I realized that other people made um, crew content, that crew content was really just a montage of them. It was just like it's me. I'm the man. I'm him. My content was like my point guard cold as fuck. Here's him. I'm the shooter. I'm cold as fuck. Here's me. My big be killing fo- So like, I, I kind of, I made everybody a character in my story and I told their stories as well. I might have a game that I played like shit, but if my homie went crazy, then the title of that video was going to be my homie carried me. I couldn't hit shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, in that video was his spotlight. So, like, at that time, nobody was really doing that. So, I think it was just the perfect storm. It was the perfect time. YouTube was still... YouTube, I don't want to say it was in its infancy because it wasn't, but this gaming shit was still somewhat new, especially sports games. COD was going crazy, but sports games was still somewhat new, and it just gave me the opportunity to create my own lane. I ain't going to lie. I got some some of them
2: Wolfpack videos. Where yes, sir.
0: where I'm going crazy and the conversation yes, is
2: like bro, I remember I remember when I first ran with y'all dog, I was nervous as shit. And that's the first time I ever been nervous playing two K. Cause mind you, at this point, I'm new to YouTube. Like my shit ain't my shit ain't I ain't got my hundred K yet or whatnot. Right. So even getting around with some of the people that I looked up like in this space, like I'm like, bro, this it's different. You know what I'm saying? Like this different. Mm-hmm. But there was, I ain't gonna lie there was a dope experience uh, coming up so you at EA Sports at yep. this at this point is you still uh, playing 2K and making 2K content
0: yeah I mean I'm still I mean I'm still in it to win it cause you know in 2015 uh, that's when I hit the pivot in the row so 2015 I, I quit my full time job and I made YouTube my, my full time thing so in that point it's it's content like content is getting made you know what I'm saying? I don't give a shit what the game is. Content is getting made. I know, um, you know, I I got a relationship with, you know, the gaming companies. I I got a a few devs that I can jump in their DM and be like, Hey man, this, you know, this shit don't really feel too good when you do this or that, you know? So I'm respectful of those relationships. I'm not putting those, I'm not, I'm not making that type of content to be like 2k dev told me, you know, I'm not going crazy like that. So I'm smart with those relationships, but I'm still creating content like crazy. So it's it's NBA two K, it's NBA Live, it's Madden, it's UFC, it's you know, shit, what whatever. You know, at that point I was I was a sports gamer. You know, I had I had been gone from the the shooting shit, the FPS games for so long that even if I wanted to jump back out there, I was ass at it. So I mean, I didn't I hate that I kinda boxed myself into just being the two K guy, but I still I would expand out and do um anything sports related, NCAA football, any of that. Hey Sean. Sure. Yo,
2: you peeped what he said before he went into that (laughs) (laughs) when did the game change to go from from you know that y'all fly me out for the events or whatnot as a content creator to let us start writing you a chick spade like what was that transition like i'm gonna tell
0: you um you know with anything in life you you gotta be you gotta be confident right I got this saying that people don't really fuck with, but I tell people it's a thin line between confidence and arrogance. And I like to start my day with a foot on either side of that line. Because throughout that day, some shit gonna happen that's gonna hurt my hurt my confidence. And you know, I'm gonna make a video and some hating ass nigga gonna jump in the comment section and tell me I'm trash. Like something throughout the day gonna lower me. So I wanna start off as high as I can be. I wanna start off and tell myself I'm the shit, tell myself I'm the best at this shit. So with that being said, I'm seeing how people um really doing the the game-changer shit. The game-changer shit at the time, I don't know what it is now, but it was nothing like 2K's community day. 2K's day was, they they would fly you out, put you in a hotel, you would get there on like a Wednesday. You would go play the game on like a Thursday. Friday, they put your ass on a plane, you heading back home. That's a wrap. EA would fly you in on like a Monday. Monday would be a free day. You didn't have shit to do. Tuesday, Through Friday, you would be expected to go to the studio. You get to the studio about 10 in the morning. You, you know, you play the game. They would give you a lunch, you know, the lunch on them, the flight on them, the room on them. You got a daily stipend in the hotel that's on them. The hotel got a whole bar in the lobby that, you know what I'm saying, that you can charge that shit to your room and have that on your daily stipend. So I saw two different things. I saw the guys who came in and just made this shit a party and just, you know, and, and balled out, had fun, you know, and would show up when it was studio time. When you in the studio, you playing the game. I saw folks dozing off. I saw people who, you know, didn't really take it serious. And on the other side, I saw people who felt like because EA flew them down there, they couldn't tell EA when something was trash. You know, they just loved everything. It didn't matter what, they could have brought us a turret on a plate and folks would be like, this shit is fire. So I, I noticed that because I'm just a people watcher, man. Like I'm a weird dude. I watch people. And I was like, okay. For one, like I said, I ain't really no party person. So all the content creators would be there. And I would get there and I I would tell everybody, one night this week I'm going out with y'all. Whatever night that is, we going out, it's whatever. Like if we drinking, we drinking, it's whatever. The rest of them nights, I'm going back to my room. I'm going to make some content on the laptop. I'm going to upload some shit. Now I will say, other people had you know a different plan they might make content for the whole week and show up and be like man i got videos scheduled for this whole week i'm chilling but my shit wasn't wasn't moving like that so i'm like i'm gonna go out one night the rest of the night i'm gonna kick it i mean i'm a, you know i'm gonna be in my room doing shit when i get to the studio i'm taking me a notepad i'm writing down notes i'm calling out shit that i see that i don't like i'm communicating with the devs and i i think i'm doing a good job like I really feel like I'm bringing value to this shit. The day I knew I was bringing value to this shit was when the community manager changed. The guy that they used to have left, they hired a new guy, and he came in. He want to do shit his way. He get a whole new roster of game changers and me. And he says to me, he says, the dev team told me they didn't care who I kept or let go as long as I ain't let you go. They didn't care about anybody else as long as I ain't let you go. And in my mind, I was like, "Okay, I must be pretty good at this shit. Now, how do I leverage this? And how do I make my next move?" So
2: this was EA Sports, right? Yep. So EA Sports went from one crew of game changers, switch managers, wiped their bitch clean. Only kept you. Did any? Did any of them YouTube niggas start acting crazy? You know, you know how niggas get to acting funny and shit. Did Did any of them? You ain't got to say no names, but. Could you tell uh, whether or not, you know, it was some hate, some hating shit going on in there?
0: No, not toward me, but I mean, you know, I got a relationship with other folks, so I would talk to folks, and they would be like, "Damn, man, it's like EA don't really fuck with me no more. Like, what happened?" And I would just be like, "Man, they got a whole new, you know, they got a new uh, CM." And I know this is also around the time that like, two K started, two K started signing a people, so like, two K's community day it eventually grew to something like now they got a program that rivals game changers. I don't know what it's called. I think it's called next makers or something like that. Well, they started signing them folks and they, and they were signing them to like exclusive deals saying like, if you're in this program, you can't upload certain EA content. You can't go to some of these other events. They wasn't doing it like that back. You know, again, this is one of the advantages of being early on because some of the, you know, some of the rules and shit they got in place now wasn't around. So I do remember one content creator in particular was saying, like, I signed, you know, I signed a deal. I was like, damn, bro. I'm like, Madden do pretty good on your channel, bro. Like, you ain't going to be able to upload Madden? And he was like, man, EA ain't fucking with me no more anyway. Like, they don't, I don't never get the invite no more. They don't fly me down no more. So, you know, I'm going to get this bag over here. And I'm like, "I, I feel it. But at that point, I think I was so heavily involved with EA that 2K started to work with me less and less. plus. I did some knucklehead shit. I got to tell you this story, bro. Um, I went to EA once and EA at the time, they had a store in their studio. And, you know, once a week, they would just take the game changers and be like, we'll let y'all go to the store. And I bought an EA Sports backpack. Fam, I get invited to 2K. (laughs) I rocked that bitch all through the 2K studio. I rocked it all through the studio and low key i think that was the last time i got invited to, to be for real with you but yeah, uh that was- <laughs> yeah I, that was some knucklehead shit but but yeah man so i started to realize that that i had you know that value i was like okay i'm doing something right so um i just started to have conversations you know with the dev team to be like what would it take like is it you know i'm just i'm just asking questions and i was talking to a, you know the um creative director one day and i was like and like I would love to to work as a dev. And he was like, "Hey man, you know, you should apply. Like I don't we don't have a spot." He told me straight up like, "Right now I don't even have an opening, but I believe you would be good at it." And that was all I needed to hear cuz if he didn't shoot me down and be like, "Oh, mm, no." I was like, oh, "Okay, I got a chance." So I just waited until, you know, I saw the opening and I applied. Okay,
2: so so you go from a game changer to developer. At this point,
0: are you you still making 2K content? No. So I'm glad you asked that. When I started going through my interview process, I can't. I, I don't want to say it's a regret, but if it is any type of regrets, the only regret is I wish I could have separated my personal identity from my YouTube identity. But I'm talking to a company that only knows me as K-Spade, you know. So I can't, I can't pull the wool over these people's heads. They know who the hell I am. Um, so in my interview process, they was like, you realize like, you know, if this go through, you're not going to be able to make 2k content anymore because we see that as promoting their game. And I was like, nah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I can't even front. Like, I don't see it. Like, you know, I think it is promoting their game. I I get it. And, um, you know, I'm not going to front it. I had my moments where I missed like content creation. I still would make Madden videos, and, you know, I want to make some NBA Live videos or, or whatever, but I missed, um, you know, doing that that 2K shit because it, it was just fun to me, you know, and it had become something that I helped, you know, I paid my bills with that, so I missed it, but I, I knew when I went in, like, they told me upfront, like, yeah, you know, this shit right here got to die.
2: Okay, so when you when you go in as a deal for, for Madden, I mean, not Madden, but for EA Sports, at this point, what 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 game are you developing? Is it just all around, just whatever? Uh, or- no,
0: nah, I joined the NBA Live team, and it was the perfect spot for me because it really put the battery in my back for two reasons. For one, I'm just going to keep it a bean. It was apparent to me on my first day of work that everybody on that team wasn't thrilled that I was there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm sitting beside a guy who done done, you know, he, he did it. He did it the hard way. He done went to school for this shit. He done joined this this company as like an associate designer or or maybe even QA. He, He started as QA. He done grinded through QA. He done went from an associate designer to a game designer. And here I come. I ain't been to no school. I ain't do no QA. Here I am, day one, game designer. So it was definitely... Everybody on that team didn't fuck with the fact that I was there and I knew it. And I told myself, I can't even be mad that they feel this way because if I was them, I would feel that way. At the same time, you know, I I'm, I was raised with spiritual parents and, you know, my mom got to say and she said, favor ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? Like no, <laughs> when no. God want to give you something, that's for you. Everybody ain't going to understand it, you know. So I told myself two things. I said, one, I, I want to be good at this shit. And I got to work twice as hard as everybody in here because they already got an advantage on me. They know this shit and I don't. And for two, I wanted to earn the respect of those that I could. Some people I knew I was never going to turn them to a fan. You know, I can't worry about that. But I wanted to make sure that people knew early, like, oh, buddy will work, like he got a crazy work ethic. So I hit the ground running. I mean, I I think when I first got the job, I didn't make a YouTube video for over a year. And it wasn't because I wasn't allowed to. It's because I didn't have the time. I mean, you know, the workday start at 10. I'm showing up at 930. I'm leaving that bitch at 930, 10 o'clock on my own accord. You know, like nobody's asking me to work late. I'm working late because I'm trying to learn this shit and I'm trying to do stuff. And um, also, man, I was motivated by the fact that 2K was a juggernaut. I knew what we was up against. I don't feel like anybody on that team played 2K as much as I did. I knew how great they were. But I also felt like that gave me an advantage because I'm like, I know what good looks like. And I know what areas we need to improve. So I, I came in with the battery in my back, bro.
2: And the NBA okay. 2K NBA Live Ward, which, which which one was that real fast? Like which which uh NBA Live when you came in was it?
0: I came in right after the release of 19. So, you know, the the sad truth is, um, I I really did get pretty good and, and I started gaining more areas of ownership. You know, they gave me this and then they gave me that and they gave me this and gave me that. So I'm owning five, six gameplay features on NBA Live 20 that unfortunately the world never got to see. And I ain't gonna lie, man, like when that game got canceled, that that was I didn't know, you know, it was all it was me all over again. Like I said, when I when I signed with Machinima and Crew Mode got pulled out the game, I was like, okay, what am I, you know. So I'm like, damn, are they finna let me go? Do I go back to content creation? Do I try to hit another game studio? Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. And really, I just was hurt that people didn't get a chance to see what I had been working so hard on. I was busting my ass on shit that the world will never see.
1: I got a question. Uh, You know, a lot of people say game devs and devs and this and that. Like, can you break down to people, like, what was your job as a game dev? Like, because from my understanding, like, is it's levels to it you feel oh, like oh it definitely so is. is yeah so what was your particular job or role in it so i, I was a game
0: designer and i don't know if this oh, well i am a game designer but i don't know if this correlates to every gaming studio i don't know if you know this is the 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 way it's set up everywhere but the way we did it on that team was uh it was kind of broken down every feature was broken down into like three man groups it would be a designer an animator and a engineer um, the designer, obviously he's right in the design. Um, he or she is right in the design. They're coming up with the vision. You are the idea person. It's your job to come up with dope shit. Then you get with an SC to be like, how the fuck are we going to build this? Because that's the code writer. Then you get with an animator that's going to be like, I need new animations to support this shit. And then once they do their job, it falls right back on you. You have to implement this thing. you have to tag this thing, you have to tune this thing, and you have to balance it to make sure that whatever you just created isn't overpowered, it's not game breaking it's not you know so it's it's a three man team, but a lot and i don't I don't mean this to sound like you know like this is to the other two because the, I tell folks all the time the engineers they're the smartest people in the building, like these dudes are legitimate geniuses, all of them but Once they do their code work, boom, that shit on you. They like go. It's up to you to get in there and make that shit work, and to tune where this asset plays from and what it look like, how generous it is. And I'm telling you, man, once you peek under the hood of a game engine, that shit changes. Your it changes your whole perception. I can play a game now and be like, they got this shit tuned so crazy. Look how warpy this shit is. Folks don't even see the shit that I be seeing. I be playing the game like this shit is so warpy. They need to tune this, or you know. This asset shouldn't be able to play from here. Uh, this is a standing asset that it gave me when I'm moving. I never... It, it didn't respect my momentum. And this is all the stuff that I've learned, you know, since I've been in the industry. But my responsibility was writing designs, carrying these designs out, and then tuning this stuff so that it's not game-breaking.
1: Those shit, those shit. Uh, One more question. Uh like yes, So far, what is your favorite moment at EA? Ooh.
0: Um... It's crazy, man.
1: I, I think all of my, my favorite
0: moments are on that NBA team. Like, you know, what the world don't know, the outside world didn't know was just how small of a team that was. Uh that NBA live team wasn't uh wasn't a big team, not a triple A title, so you don't have the big budget. Uh oftentimes we felt like the little you know the, the little kid that the parent don't love you know you got Madden doing stupid numbers and FIFA doing stupid numbers and NBA they would just be like here's a few pennies it wasn't really like that but i'm saying that's how it felt to us but what it did was everybody on that team just had like this little chip on their shoulder man like we knew 2K was shitting on us and and we wanted you know we wanted that shit like we we showed up every day wanting to be David and fight the Goliath and some of the stuff I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I worked on it. But some of the stuff that we was doing in 20, at the end of the day, I still feel like character models was going to look better in 2K. Depth of modes was going to be better in 2K. But from a mechanic standpoint, I truly believe we were shitting on them with 20. If that shit had came out, I truly believe that. I felt like shooting was better in our game. I felt like dribbling was better in our game. Um, you know, it, it's I, I don't, You know, I don't want to get all in the weeds, but I think... Um, you know one of the features that I was given somebody told me like anytime a new designer joins the team they give them this feature so like it wasn't this sexy feature it was supposed to be grunt work but me with this battery in my back I'm approaching this shit like I'm loving it I'm talking to the SE and the SE that I had partnered with me he was like I like working with you because you challenge me I'm, I'm, I'm saying like we got to be able to do this and this and folks on the team like nah, we we can't do that and I'm like, no, we have to be able to do this. And I'm working with this smart-ass SE. And I might come in the next day and he'll be like, I was up to three o'clock in the morning and I figured out we can do this thing. And just that shit just, I can't even explain like the release of dopamine when I would just come up with an idea that people would be like, this is impossible. And me and this SE would do this shit. And I would just be like, that shit really had me like, oh, I'm the man. Like, if you <laughs> like this shit finna. Be crazy! They better look out for me. And I really felt like that. So all of my favorite moments really was on that team because I, I feel like we built a pretty good game.
1: I ain't gonna lie, that's some good insight. Uh, because younger, like I don't know for everybody else, but when I was young, I, I always wanted to be a part of something like that. But like you said, you never know. Like growing up in the hood, I'm from I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. You feel me? Poverty, however you want to look at it. Yes, sir. You never know how to get to those steps of being a game developer like what process to take or what path to even look at or you know the go study or whatever the case might be like everybody always say you got to go to school to do this you got to go to school to that for that but the prime example of you know a nigga not even having to go to school and just working hard in a different way and actually doing something that you was already doing you feel me and making it a career
0: yeah, I you know, I go back. I'm from a small town as well. I'm from a, a little bitty city in Georgia called Griffin. Shout out to Griffin, GA, about 35 miles south of Atlanta. And every chance I get, man, I go back to Griffin. I do, like, career days and talk to the kids at school. And that shit used to catch me off guard until I had a homie that was a principal. And he was like, hey, we need you to come talk to the kids. And I jokingly said, you want me to come talk to them? Because I'm going to tell them, like... You know, I'm going to be on some fuck college shit. And he was like, nah, bro. Realistically, all these kids not going to go to college. All these kids can't go to college. But they need to know that they still can be somebody. They need to know they still can be successful. And I'm like, holy shit. That's crazy because when I was in school, they was not straight up telling me like, oh, you're going to be a failure if you don't go to school. But it was implied. Like, it was implied if you wasn't going to college, you was fucking up. Like, I really felt like, I remember being a a, a kid I remember graduation night throwing my cap up thinking like, man, what am I going to do? I'm looking around. All my classmates, they happy. They talking about where they're going. They, you know, they like grouping up. Like we going here, we going to, the, you know, Georgia Southern or Georgia State. We going here. And I ain't have no plan, none. And I really felt like I was doomed, like for real, for real. So every chance I get, I go back and tell people that you can. But at the same time, I realistically tell people that, man, I was so, I don't like saying lucky, man. I was so blessed that I almost, I was fortunate, bro. And I realized that this shit ain't, you know, everybody ain't going to be able to walk the path that I walk. So I don't necessarily sell my path. I just sell, it ain't got to be the path that everybody on. It's other ways. And I just try to
1: push that. Nah, this is real dope, bro. Cause like I say, like, Kid now in today's time like kids making money off gang just from screaming, You feel me? Like yes, they doing all the type of shit that like even in my era like you know around the Soldier Boy era, Bow Wow era where niggas had they gang crews and going at it with each other and shit like that's the era I grew up in. You feel me? Like them eras and shit, Call of Duty, War, that War and shit like that. But um. It's just, it just good for you to, for somebody that, that had the opportunity to speak on something like this so, you know, kids can know that it's still possible, like, and it's, like I said, it's different opportunities to this day that, you know, kids don't have to go to, you know, school, like, your occupation could be gaming, like, that's some shit I, I dreamed about, you feel me, but never knew the way to go about doing that shit. But, um, one more thing, uh, if If you could go back and do anything differently in your YouTube career, what would you do?
0: That's a great question. Uh, what I would do is, and this is gonna sound crazy, but I would quit my job sooner. Because um Mm. the time that that man, man, I'll be calling them G, so you gotta you gotta overlook me. But that, that era that G was talking about, really, man, that 2K13, 2K14 run, that was my peak. I'm getting 80, 90,000 views per video. I'm killing it. But in my mind, I felt like that wasn't enough. I kept doing that. I ain't quite making enough. I ain't quite making enough. And the reality is, by the time I really quit my job, my channel was on the decline. I was no longer getting no 80, 90,000 views a video. I'm getting 25,000, 30,000 views a video at the time that I quit my job. At the time I quit my job, I got folks in my comment section saying, you watched. Folks is typing that shit in my comment section. So like, When I quit my job, it wasn't a strategic move. It wasn't me saying, like, okay, now it's time. Man, at that time, bro, I was working in a factory, dog. Breaking my back in a factory. I had been in that factory for 14 years. I started working in 01. I quit that bitch in 2015. I still remember the day, and I like to tell this story because I want folks to realize how crazy this shit was. I called my wife from the job, and I was so frustrated that I was almost to the point of tears. And I was like, I got to get out of here. And she was like, what's going on? She thought something had happened like that day. she was like, what happened? I'm like, nothing ain't happened. I just know this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. I know it. I feel this shit in my bones. I've never been more sure about a thing ever than I am about this. I got to get out of here. And she was like, what you want to do? And I was like, I don't even know what I can do. Like, I really was in a bad spot for real. And I was like, the only thing I know I got is this channel. And everything in my mind is telling me I know how to work a calculator. And the math ain't mathing. The money that I'm making on YouTube right now, that shit is not going to carry me. I know it ain't. But if I have to, I'll put up two videos a day. Fuck it, three of them a day if I have to. I got to get out this bitch. And because I, I got a woman that is either crazy as hell or she believe in me, she was like, quit. Fuck it, quit. And I, I remember telling her, I said, I don't know if YouTube is my path, but I believe it's going to lead me to my path. And I jumped with no, you know, I ain't had no premises. I jumped in 2015, and I got hired by EA in 2018. So for three years, it just was, y'all finna get these videos. I don't care if ain't them, but 5,000 of y'all clicking on this shit, you finna get two of them today, and maybe three tomorrow. So if I could do anything over... I would have quit in 2013 and I would have went crazy.
1: Hey, I'm going to just go and call her the, the queen of spades, man. Shout out to the queen of spades. Sound like she hit sure. you down and, you know, and push you to your dream and, and put you on a different path. She
0: really did, man. Uh, you know, kudos to her. I, I made her uh, make me a promise because I know I'm the type of person when I put my mind to something, I go, you know, I go all in. So I told her, I said, promise me that when it's time for me to take my ass back to work. You will tell me. Don't let me just, you know what I'm saying. Be out here like I don't want to be no, you know, 50 year old rapper at the gas station trying to hand out mixtapes. I need somebody to tell me, hey nigga, it's time to wrap that shit up. Like I need somebody, and you the person I trust to pull me by the back of my shirt when it's time. And I just thank God it never got to, you know, it never got to the point where it was time. Cause man, on some real shit. I used to have bad dreams that I had to go back to that factory and ask for my job back, man. And that shit used to drive me. Like, I would have that dream and be like, "Nope, it's let me get up, make a video. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to do something. I just, I did not want to
1: go back there as a failure. Now it sounds like determination to me. Have you worked with any other games that EA? I heard you mention, uh, mention like Madden and UFC. Uh, have you been a part of any of those teams in particular?
0: So, I, I work on the Madden team now. Um, I was a part of the very small initial team that was investigating uh, bringing back college football, which has now been announced. We all know that's coming back. And um,
2: Wait, wait, know... wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. Hold on. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, man. Nah, Hold on, Hold on. Nah. Hello, man. Hello, man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all knew that.
2: Run it, run it. Hey, I,
1: on. I, I know that, and I know that. And I just want to insert this. Thank God that y'all are bringing that back because I swear to you, I haven't... No no disrespect to Madden at all. I haven't touched football since fucking the last, uh, the last uh, college football. You ain't and the only one. That, and before that, it was just the 2K football. But yeah, proceed, proceed, proceed.
0: You know, I didn't do very much on on, on 20. You know, I had just got there. Uh, where at this time I want to say it's 21. I didn't do very much there, but then uh, I started to you know learn learn these tools because these tools was a little bit different than what we worked on on NBA and uh, 22. You know I, I was able to really get some things done on that game. 23 I owned even more features and shit. We in the lab pushing for 24 now.
1: So i would heard you say this more than once now. What is owning some features?
0: Oh man, so. Um I now this is how you know I really fuck with y'all because I really I try my best not to even tell people what features I work on because I don't want them to be like oh it's man right but so <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say it. So like wide receiver DB interaction is is my feature in Madden. Your yeah. wide receiver do some goofy shit. I fucked up. That's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just gonna go ahead and keep it a bean. So like uh, that's how the game works. So like, people will hit me up and be like, "Hey man, why this? Why this?" And I'll be like, "Fam, I have no idea. Like, I don't work on that." And the, the way these teams are built, you would never believe. Because like I said, wide receiver DB interaction is me, but like catching is not me. So like, if your receiver run the route and he catches, somebody else, work on catching. Somebody else work on passing. Somebody else work on blocking. Somebody else work on ball carrier skill moves. But they'll be. They'll be the uh, product owner of that mechanic or that feature. So, you know, ultimately, it's cool to just get as many of these things under your belt as possible. You know, eventually you want to be able to be like, shit, tackling, that's me. Uh, blocking, that's me. You know, wh- whatever whatever features you want. You have to be like, all, all this shit is me. Like, I'm the guy that write the designs. I'm improving this shit. I'm saying what
1: animations we need. You know, all that. I ain't gonna lie, that's dope. That's dope. Cause my little cousin, like he he play Madden damn near like every day. Like when he ain't doing no competitive apex and all that shit. Um Apex EA too, right? Yep. That's dope. But yeah, I know, you know, I wanna on the day question for him and shit, but uh let's get to the college football. Like what's the, what's the insight we can have on that right now?
0: Man, the only thing I can tell you is I hope them boys is bringing it. Because every time I talk to people, they say the same thing you said. You know, I might I might leave the house in my Madden shirt. Like, I got, you know, they give us swag or whatever working on the team. I might go to the store with a Madden shirt on, and somebody might catch me in the store and be like, hey, man, y'all better not fuck up that college vote. You know, like, people, people passionate about that game.
1: When can we expect it? Do you know?
0: I want to say next summer. Summer 24, I think.
2: Oh, so it's coming, okay.
0: coming. Yeah, bro. What about the basketball? Yeah. I don't think it. I don't know nothing about that. I don't think there's any plans for that.
1: But I don't know. And you say you strictly on Madden right now? That's it. Why is YRC with DB?
0: Yeah. I mean, and there's some other things, but that was the only thing I was willing to give up. But yeah, I'm only working on Madden. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he said he hold it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so can we but get a part
1: two before
2: a major release? You know, some... Some rap games exclusive, bro. You can you know,
0: you can get me whenever, dog. Yes, we yeah,
1: we locked, we locked. It's on record now. Let me ask you this: uh, What's your favorite game that you play from EA? Currently, uh, or of all time? Just all time. Uh
0: probably the Fight Night series, man. I used to. <laughs> God damn, man. I don't know. Uh, I want to say NCAA football. It will either be NCAA football or Fight Night.
1: Okay, okay. I ain't gonna lie, like, one of my favorite, favorite was the street basketball, like, the street, the basketball, the SSX, the, uh, snow games game. Uh, Like, that was my favorite. Like, I used to love them as a kid and shit.
0: I'm not gonna lie, you saying that just kind of blowed my mind because I I had a dude tell me like, man, I, I used to really love I'm finna fuck the name up, but whatever it's called, SSX Tricky or whatever, and I was like, yeah. I, I never like, played that. Man, and he was listen, like, You never played, played that? It. And I and I hit him back with well, I said, Man, I'm black, man. I don't play that. So you saying that just really proved to me that I was wrong.
1: <laughs> man, listen, my mama used to love that game. What? Yes, bro. Like we we played this shit like nonstop. And I know a lot of other people that played that game. You feel me? Like so. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of games that they have in their archive they can slowly, you know, bring you back or or just do a test run with because it's still a lot of gamers that never played those games and still a lot of niggas like my age around my age that love them games, you feel me? Like no, that's facts. Just just to do something new, you feel me?
0: That's facts. Uh I'ma I'm gonna hit you with this though. I feel like a lot of times when gamers think back to their favorite games, they remember the game, but they also like it's nostalgic because it connects to a different period of their life. So like when I say NCAA, Man, back in them days, me and my homies, we used to we had a couch play dynasty in NCAA. Like this shit went online. I played my game. I would call my homeboy and be like, "Yo, you holding the league up? When you gonna play your you know when you gonna play your shit?" And my homie would come to my house, play his game. Like if we had head to head games, we sat there and played that shit. So like, I'm not saying NCAA wasn't a great game because I think it was, but my nostalgic connection to that era was me and my homies hanging out. And I guarantee you, when you when you think back to games like SSX and stuff like that, like even you just speaking to the fact that your mom played it too, the game is probably 70% of it, but 30% of it is, you know, that era in your life and, and you know, the people who were around you. Oftentimes when people remember games, they always talk about older games. And I always sometimes just be a hater where people will be like, like, 2K football, you know, I work on Madden, 2K football, I hear a lot of people be like, 2K football is so good, and I'm like, man, you remember that game through rose-colored lenses, that game wasn't that fucking good, bro, and I just like to fuck with people, because I'd be like, I guarantee you, you get a copy of that shit there and play it, you're going to be like, man, this shit has it, like, it, it definitely is not bad, but it's just not as good as we remember it, and my one last rant, now nah, shut up, and G, I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, and this is going to sound real crazy coming from a, a, a YouTuber. But, man, I just feel like YouTube has ruined gaming so bad, bro. Somebody, like, obviously, you make sport games. We drop a game every year. So, you know, our our development time is eight months, maybe. But people who make games like, like GTA or something like that, man, them people got five, six, seven years of development time to put a game out just for somebody to get that bitch jump right on YouTube and type how to beat" and just, and beat it. And then they'll bitch about it and be like, man, this game, like this game, hella easy. It's like, no, cause you didn't play the shit right. Or, uh, sport games. People, people jump right on and say, here's the meta this. Here's the best dribbles. Here's the best jumper. Here's the best playbook in Madden. Here's the best plays to run. Here's the best game in COD, uh, the best gun in COD. So what happened is every game you play, everybody's doing the meta shit everybody's sweating their ass off and it's just made gaming not be as fun as it used to be man and i just think youtube is is right now it is hurting the the fun of gaming
2: if i'm being completely honest when it come to 2k i'm sorry i'm sorry because at first wasn't nobody uploading how to do nothing on 2k it was, all, it was all competitive like nobody was really breaking the game down and showing different mechanics in the game okay it's that's that's all it is that's all it is that's all it is it's just a it's just a how-to or the best is that's that's it I mean that's it nobody really watched gaming videos for gameplay no more I feel like nope not many my bad 2k I did did the y'all I ruined it
0: for everybody <laughs> You didn't go as hard as I thought you were gonna go. I thought you, were gonna, <laughs> I thought you were gonna talk your shit and say you were one of the first ones breaking that shit down. Nah, this but... this 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 one
2: for you, Spade. You feel me? Oh, like, okay. This, this, one, this one for you. This one for you. We go. We gonna do an episode on when I pop my shit, but I ain't, I ain't this ready. Ain't it? I ain't ready yet. I ain't I ain't ready. Yet. I ain't I ain't did enough to pop my shit yet. I don't feel. Okay. But regardless of all that, bro, it was a pleasure. And an honor to have you on Rap Games As our first guest
1: It was all mine man, thanks for having me no nah, like we it. really appreciate it man Like, just speaking from a younger Generation, like I appreciate it, you feel me Like, I needed the insight on gaming bro I really yeah. did like And for anybody else younger than me Like, I know I know plenty of young kids That, that love video games They are gonna love to hear their stories That's dope man, yeah, I,
0: I'm always You know, just trying to Tell my story really, man, because, you know, one of the things I I feel a pressure to to not make this company look bad. I feel like they took a chance on me. And if I do my job, then that increases the chances that somebody else will get a chance taking on them. Maybe another black kid without a college degree will get an opportunity. But if I get in here and fuck this up, you know, it, it don't it don't just hurt me. I feel like it hurt others. So yeah, man, I'm always telling that story and I'm always trying to see what I can do to pay the way for others.
2: You definitely oh, an icon, so. an icon in the gaming community, for shit show stamped in the 2K community without question. But yeah, like I said in the beginning, like you, you did way too much than just that 2K shit. Like it's, it's way bigger than that. It's levels. And Appreciate
0: yeah, you, bro.
2: A lot of people ain't got to them levels yet, so big salute on that.
1: Appreciate you. All right, bro. Uh... We just came to the end of this episode. bro. shout out to K Spade for stopping by and fucking with us. Tell the
2: audience where they can find you at, man. What's your social?
0: Oh, shit. Uh, you can find me on IG, K Spade the Prospect. And you can find me on Twitter at K Spade 64.
1: Episode four. This is DJ Young Shun the street source. And I got my brother, Man Man hard here with me. And we out.